Saradada Konyandi, Kina Aya Kosabade, Kadinaya Dobasatade, Kino Robasai, Nana Tu, Riatadabo Kodadabaisi, Kedado Dundi, Retadadabakai, Wanda Luji Si, Badarude Akanade, Rodiata, Ladanamoso, E Kadadabasi, Teredi. Oh, my children, <laughs> if you think this is wonderful. Just wait till you stand before me when all these celestial beings and angels in heaven have to stand back. They have to move aside because my children have come home and they are going to sing the song of the redeemed. They are going to sing the song of deliverance. They are going to sing the song of healing. They are going to sing my praises. So I'm telling you, if you want to do that there, do it here. <laughs> Let all your inhibitions and all of your doubts and your fears just fade away and worship me. Because this is practice. <laughs> this is just a glimpse that I'm giving you of when you stand and you bow and you kneel before me and you lay your crowns at my feet. This is just a glimpse. This is just a small glimpse of what heaven is going to be like. Hallelujah. Come on. We want to do it there, so let's do it here. Come on, lift your hands, lift your voices all across this room. Just begin to honor and magnify and glorify. Sing praise. Give glory. Bring worship and adoration before Him today. Come on, church. Lord, we bless you today. God, how we exalt you in this room together this morning. You are King of glory. You are truly the King of glory. You're worthy today, oh God, of all the praise and the thanks and the honor. All the praise and the thanks and the honor. Glory, glory, glory. Holy, holy, holy. 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 Holy, you are holy, Lord. Holy, you are holy, Lord. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, you are holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, you are holy. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy.
this old world that we live in, the society that we function in, the environment that we exist in is so defiled, so corrupted by sin, that when we begin to sing about the holiness of God and the voices of the angels and how they declare His worth and His glory and how holy He is, it might be a little hard for us to understand or comprehend really because the closest that we can come to understanding something so pure, something so precious, something so undefiled as our God is staring into the eyes of a newborn baby. How precious they are and how unblemished they are. But even at that, that child grows and the Bible says we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We may not fully comprehend it now, but one day we will see fully the glory of Almighty God. We will see fully the glory of Almighty God. And oh, may our response be a thunderous ovation of holy, holy, holy glory and praise and honor. Our holy God is a healing God. Our holy God is a God who loves us, who cares about us. I want to have special prayer today for two specific needs. I know there's, there's many needs and not one is more important than the other. All needs are important in the eyes of the Lord and they're all important to your church family as well. But today, this morning, uh, one, of our, one of our leaders, really, Brother Ronnie Burns, is in a hospital this morning with a, a very serious infection in his foot and in his blood. He needs a touch from the Lord. He needs healing. He's in good spirits. He's, he's doing well. He just needs the nurses to leave him alone so he can rest, really. But he needs a touch of healing. We want to pray specifically for Brother Ronnie today. But also, there's a beautiful young lady that's going in Tuesday of this week, Miss Allison. And she's going to give birth to this, this idea that I put in your mind, this precious, undefiled new baby that's coming into this world. We're excited. We're anxious to see this, this baby. But at the same time, we want protection about that mama and we want protection about that baby and God to be with them every step of the way. And so I'd ask some ladies together around Miss Allison, I'd ask some together around Sister Kathy, would you be our, our, our point of prayer today? If, if some of you would gather around Miss Kathy today and lay hands on them this morning, we want to have specific prayer. Brother Ronnie, Miss Allison today, come on, let's lift our voices. All across this room, maybe you didn't move, but stretch your hand that direction and begin to pray for these. Father, right now this morning, oh Lord, I, I speak wholeness. God, I speak healing. God, I pray for Kathy today as she stands in on behalf of her daddy. Lord, I pray that you touch Ronnie as we touch Kathy. Lord, I pray minister to his body. God, I pray cause this infection to be shriveled up and go away. God, right now, may, may all infection, may any sickness in his body be completely removed, completely gone in Jesus' name. God, I pray from the bottom of his feet under the top of his head and every part in between that, Lord God, right now, that, that you would just minister wholeness and healing. Lord, I pray over Allison today. I, I pray for that baby. 
Lord, I pray protection. I pray, God, your blessing. I pray your provision. I pray be with the doctors and give them wisdom and understanding. God, I pray right now just a a wholeness over mother and child. Lord, may you right now bless them and, and use them for the glory of your name and for your kingdom. Lord, around this room this morning, every spoken request, and Lord, those that are unspoken, God, we lift up Miss Nancy to you today. God, touch her and heal her completely. Lord, let there be no no complications with that knee, but God, just minister wholeness in her body. Every need and every name, Lord, you know them. And Father, we ask you right now, minister to it for your glory. God, that your name may be lifted high, that your name may be praised. God, we thank you. We bless you, Lord, and we give you glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise and thanks today. Amen, amen. Turn and greet someone nearby. Let them know how glad you are to see them this morning. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you for being here this morning. Man, I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. I want to take a minute and brag on you. I bragged on the kids, and I, I also want to say a big thank you to uh, Miss Aaliyah, uh, to, to Chasen and Jill. Uh, Miss Emily, I think, was a part as well. Thank you guys. I, I, I appreciate all that you do to pour into them. Uh, yeah, let's give them a hand clap. I appreciate them very much. But I also want to say a big thank you to you. Uh, if, if you'll remember, last Sunday was Mission Sunday. Uh, I came before you with a need for the people of Ukraine. Uh, I ask you to pray about what the Lord would have you to do. There's even been uh, some offering that's came in today a little bit. Uh, if, if you still wish to give towards that, uh, there's, there's still time to do that. Uh, but so far, we have uh, collectively as a body, we've given right at $1,500 uh, towards uh, this mission. Yeah, uh, that's, that's worthy to give God praise for. And, and I, I so appreciate that uh, in you guys and from you guys. We want to do everything we can. Uh, I know you're, you're watching just as I am, the events that are unfolding there. Uh, it, it sounds like some of the news reports are talking about things are, are subsiding some, uh, but we, we are praying for this war to be completely ended and, uh, and for peace to reign over that region and, and uh, the loss of life to come to an end uh, for, for those people uh, that be restored to their homes and their families. I couldn't imagine... Uh, just my mind doesn't even comprehend or wrap around the thought of, uh, of the size of some of the cities that they're showing on the, uh, the news reports that are just being laid left. The houses that are completely destroyed and uh, just completely demolished by the bombs and the things that are coming in. Guys, we're a blessed people. 
We are a blessed people to live where we live, to have the freedoms that we enjoy together, to worship the way that we do, uh, to, to boldly stand and proclaim the return of our Savior, uh, to boldly stand and proclaim His healing virtue, the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Listen, friends, we're a blessed people. And I never want to take that for granted. I always want to uh, take the moment and pause. I always want to be reminded of the goodness of God. And I always want to give Him thanks and praise for who He is and all that He does. And so would you join me one more time right there where you're seated this morning. And let's just say thank you to the Lord. Come on all around this room. Father, we praise you. Lord, we glorify and honor your holy name. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your protective hedge. Thank you for the, the blessing of, of being called sons and daughters. Lord, thank you uh, for your love and for your mercy. You're an amazing God, and we give you all the praise. Hallelujah and glory in Jesus' amazing name. Amen and amen. Come on, and let's give the Lord a hand clap of worship together. With the Lord. How many would agree with your pastor this morning when I say our God is the God of all blessing? Amen. He is the God of all blessing. I believe with all my heart, with everything that's in me, that it is the will and the plan of God uh, to bless His people. How many believe God wants to bless His people? Amen. How many would admit today the blessing of God over your life? Amen. Amen. See, I believe God wants to bless us with things like protection. Yeah. How many know God wants to establish a hedge of protection around and about you? How many would admit today you're kind of goofy sometimes? And God has to establish a hedge of protection around us to keep us from getting hurt worse than we do sometimes. Thank God that He sends His angels around us. Thank God that He establishes that hedge of protection because who knows where we would be if it weren't for the protective hedge and the blessing of Almighty God. Amen? He blesses us with things like protection and He blesses us with things like favor uh, to, to cause provision to come into our lives while, while others may be going through difficult times. Listen, we're blessed by the favor of Almighty God to be counted as citizens of the United States of America. Yes, I know some things are out of control. Yes, I know we look at the political realm right now and we scratch our head and think, how in the world could we have elected dummies like we've elected to, to run our country? Just making sure I'm preaching in the right place today. Y'all are going to heaven, right? How could we have elected some of the dummies to run our country that are running our country? But listen, friend, as silly as things may be and as expensive as gasoline may be right now, the fact of the matter is we have the favor of Almighty God on our lives. He blesses us with His favor. He blesses us with protection. He blesses us with His presence. How many understand the presence of Jehovah was in this room this morning? Jesus said where two or three were gathered that He'd be there in the midst of them. We've got two or three covered this morning. He was gathered with us back when we were eating biscuits and gravy this morning. And He was with us this morning as we began to worship Him. He's still here right now in this room where His presence is. There is freedom and there is glory and there is rejoicing. Come on. He's blessing us today with His presence. The Lord blesses us with things like good life and good health. He blesses us with mercy and life and liberty. He blesses us with provision, with equipping, with anointing, with a home, with a family and friends. Come on. God wants you to see you blessed going out and coming black back in. God wants you blessed rising up and lying back down. God wants you blessed in the city and in the country. God wants His blessing on your life today. God wants His blessing to rest upon His people and all that they lay their hands to do. 
And unfortunately, we're living in a world in a time where, where people have this mixed up, confused idea about God that, that He's this mean old dude sitting up in heaven just waiting on you to mess up. And as soon as you mess up, He's going to hurl lightning bolts at you just to, just to change your mind and just to be cruel and just to be mean. Listen, that's a lie straight out of the pits of hell. When people have the imagination that God is a mean God, then the only way they ever expect to see any blessing come on their life is if they bring it on their lives themselves. And so they struggle and they strive and they work and they contend with the things of the world only to find themselves still struggling and still wrestling to receive a blessing when God has it in store for them the entire time. The word of the Lord tells us pretty plainly and pretty clearly in the book of Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 that the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Where did I go? There it is. That's the one. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it even if you have the wrong slide loaded. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Man, if we could ever get this in our little peanut brains. It's the blessing of the Lord that makes me rich. I may not have monetary things. I may not have the biggest, finest house to live in. I may not have more money than my wife can spend. But I'm still rich. Because the blessing of the Lord has made me rich. And he added no sorrow to me when he brought his blessing in my life. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Come on. He has not only blessed me physically. He has not only blessed me emotionally. He has not only blessed me mentally. But my God blesses me spiritually as well. I believe the blessing of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow. I believe He blesses us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And the blessing of the Lord is what we desire in this church and over our lives. Because the reality is today, when God blesses you, you've really been blessed. Find your Bibles with me today if you would please. I want to talk to you this morning about being blessed by greatness. Blessed by greatness. We're going to the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 29. Man, thank you guys for being here. Miss Perlene, I love you. It is so good to see you today. Welcome, 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 welcome. We love you, girl. 1 Chronicles chapter 29. I want to read verses 10 through 13 with you this morning. The word of the Lord says, Therefore David blessed the Lord before all the assembly. And David said... Blessed are you, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. For yours is the greatness, the power, and the glory, the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in heaven and earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom of God, and you are exalted as head over all of it. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might, and in your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. 
Come on, let's pray together today. Father, thank you for your word. God, thank you for the opportunity to be in your house today. God, come in might and power. God, speak to your people. And God, may we prepare our hearts for your blessing. God, may we abide and live and dwell in your blessing. God, we desire your blessing, not our blessing. Lord, be glorified in Jesus' name. And all of God's people agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Come on and give him a hand clap today, please. I believe today that our God is the God of all blessing. How many believe that? How many would also agree today that our God is a great God? The Bible says in the book of Psalms 145 verse 3, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Come on. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. He's great in all His ways. How many believe God's great to save today? If you're here this morning, you're lost and undone, you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord of your life, if you've never accepted Him or you've accepted Him and you've turned your back on Him, I want you to understand today that our God is great to save the most vile of sinner. He's great to save those that have run away from Him. He's great to save those that will call out to Him. Our God is great to save. He's great to save. He's great to save today. Our God is great to heal. I don't care what the infirmity is. I don't care if it happens by miracle or if it happens by medicine or if it happens by way of the grave. There's some people that receive their ultimate healing. They get to go home to be with the Lord. There's some people who receive a miracle of healing. Thank God that they're supernatural divine intervention. There's some people that God has given wisdom to the doctors to give them medication to get better. Thank God, whether it be by miracle, by medicine, or by way of going home to be with Jesus, friend, let me tell you, our God. God is great to heal. He's great to heal. He's great to heal. He's great to save. He's great to heal. He's great to fill with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. How I many in this room ever been filled up to overflowing? Evident by speaking in other tongues. How long since you let that gift flow through you? Let the greatness of God flow through you on a continual basis, friend. He's great to deliver. He's great to protect. He's great to provide. He's great to restore. He's great to revive. He's great to renew. He is great. He is great. He is great. He is great. The fact is there is no one greater than our God. And until you've been blessed by God, friend, you don't even really know what a blessing is all about. Something I want to be very clear about today. Something I want to make very plain and easy to understand. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless all that you lay your hands to do. God wants to bless you in your work. God wants to bless you in your school. God wants to bless your home and your family. He wants to bless your ministry. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to bless your finances. He wants to bless you going out. He wants to bless you coming back in. God's desire is His blessing on the life of His people. Uh, Listen, I believe that that everybody desires a blessing. Amen? Everybody desires a blessing. How do you know that to be a fact, Pastor? Because people will get up early and they'll stay up late in pursuit of a blessing. Are you here? People will drive down the road. They'll pull into that place right before the river. And they'll spend every nickel they got pulling on them slots. I don't think you actually pull on anymore. I heard that the other day on the radio. They, they don't, they're not called one-armed bandits. You push a button now. They're simplifying taking your money away from you. Hallelujah. 
You know, they build all them buildings for them casinos and they, they, they're able to expand and build new, uh, new uh, structures so that they can have more people come and stay because they're giving away money continually, right? People will go and spend every dime they got at the casino all trying to receive a blessing. People will work every scratch of overtime that they can possibly get all to receive a blessing. People will work two and three jobs at a time all are trying to receive a blessing. Listen, friend, I don't care how hard you work. I don't care how much money you set on fire and burn up. I don't care how long you, you stay up or how early you get up. Until you've been blessed by God and you're trying to bless yourself, you'll never truly understand what a blessing is all about. My God can outbless any man that ever lived. My God can outbless any casino. My God can outbless any job. My God, God gives you the job. Go work it. Give it all you got. But friend, let me tell you, understand it's God who's flowing it to you, not some person. We have not really been blessed until we've been blessed by God. I tell you this morning that the blessing that we truly need must come from the Lord. It's greater than any blessing that can flow from any other direction. I want to give you a little bit of back study here on this word today in the book of 1 Chronicles chapter 29. What the word teaches us is that David went before the people and received an offering for the building of the temple. The Bible says that the people gave willingly. They gave things like silver and gold and precious stones. Verse 9 says that King David rejoiced greatly because the people had given. And then he comes back and he reminds them the only reason that you were able to give in a love offering to help the people of Ukraine was because God had put it in your hands to begin with. David comes to them and he says, listen, the only reason we're able to be a blessing is because we've been blessed by the greatness of Almighty God. Friend, I want to tell you as your pastor today, the only reason you'll ever be a blessing to somebody else is when the blessing of Almighty God flows through your lives. Some things I want to share with you this morning about being blessed by greatness. And the very first thing I want to talk about is this. Let's talk about who the owner of the blessing is. Hallelujah, we're there. Look with me at verse 11. Verse 11, and the word of the Lord says this, Yours, yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head over all. Come on, it is His, it is His, it is His. It all belongs to Him, and He is the head over all of it. Boyfriend, that's revelation for some of you today. It all belongs to Him, and He's the head over all of it. I want you to hear something plainly. Uh, it, it, it probably will get preached five or six different ways right now, but the reality is you wouldn't have nothing had God not given it to you. You wouldn't have the hair on your head. You wouldn't have the breath in your lungs. You wouldn't have the house you live in. You wouldn't have the windows around it. You wouldn't have the car you drive. You wouldn't have the sun rising up tomorrow morning. You wouldn't have gravity to hold you to the planet. You wouldn't have had them biscuits and gravy. You wouldn't have had nothing had God not given it to you. Why? Because it all belongs to Him. God's always been very clear about His ownership of everything. 
In the book of Haggai chapter 2 verse 8, the Lord says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. So what the Lord is telling you is that billfold that's in your hip pocket, you might as well just, no, that's a pocket comb, that's not a billfold. That billfold that's in your hip pocket or that purse that's sitting beside of you ladies, you might as well understand that everything that's inside of it belongs to the Lord. And here's another thing I'll add when I'm saying that. Uh, when you run up them credit card bills that you know you can't pay when you're running them up, you're running them up in God's name. Thank you, Dave Ramsey. Silver and gold belong to God. That means all your money, every nickel, every dime, every penny, every copper penny that you step over in the, the parking lot of the grocery store, that's God's. When you give in the offering today and, and you think, boy, I'm really giving up something by putting something in this offering, friend, you wouldn't have it had God not given it to you first. And so it ought to be really easy for us to let go of it. It belongs to God. The Lord also says that the earth belongs to Him. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, and the world and those who dwell therein. The world, the earth, belongs to the Lord. I hear so much right now about global warming. And there's all this talk about we've got we've to emphasize green energy and we've got to get these windmills going and, and we've got to get solar panels and we've got to get all this stuff working. We've got to get all this stuff rolling. They don't talk about how uh, when those blades wear out on them windmills that are down there, they've got to find a place to put them in the ground someplace as well. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. It all belongs to God. This world, this planet, yes, we need to take care of what God has entrusted us with. But listen, what belongs to God, God knows the hour, the time, the day for everything going on on planet earth. The Lord says the silver and the gold is His, the earth is His. In the book of Psalms, the word of the Lord says, Every beast of the field is the Lord's and the cattle on a thousand hills. Every deer, every fish, every squirrel, every bunny rabbit, every sparrow flying through the air, and the cattle that are on a thousand hills. And yeah, if you live in Oklahoma or Texas, you have to say, and the oil and gas underneath of them. It all belongs to God. Everything that you put your eyes on, from the people sitting around you, to the building that you're sitting in, to the pulpit that I'm standing behind, none of it belongs to you or I. It all belongs to the Lord. Can I tell you, in the year 2022, that it all still belongs to the Lord? There's a story that I read as I uh, began to put this word together. No, this is getting ahead. Get out of here, Gary Dotson. Don't talk about that just yet. Back up, rewind. Mm-mm, don't go there. I'm anxious to tell you a story, okay? Let me get to where I'm going. If it all belongs to him, Bobby, he can do with it whatever he wants to, right? He can give it to who he wants to give it to, and he can keep it away from who he wants to keep it away from as well. If God desires he wants to give you ten gazillion dollars, or if God desires he wants to give you those cattle on a thousand hills, or if God desires he wants to give you that, uh, that new ministry, or God desires he wants to give you whatever it is he desires he wants to bless you with, then there's not a devil in hell that can stop God from blessing his people 
with what he wants to bless you with. Now let's look on the other side of that coin for just a second. We like to shout and amen and get along with that one. Nothing can stop the blessing of God from flowing into my life. But friend, I want to tell you something today. If it all belongs to God from ministry to money, then we have to understand God can keep that from us as well. If God looks at the way we handle what we have been a, a given right now and says, man, they're not doing a very good job with what I've entrusted them with so far. God knows what we can be trusted with. God knows what we can use for his glory. God knows how you're going to use it. And if he knows that we're not ready for it yet, listen, there's nothing you can do working overtime. There's nothing you can do going to the casino. There's nothing you can do trying to manipulate people to get to the blessing of God if God's not ready for you to have it yet. I believe it belongs to him. And that means he can do with it as he pleases. It all belongs to God. He is the owner. He owns the food in my freezer. He owns the money in the bank. He owns the money down on Wall Street. He owns my wife or my, your husband. He owns my children. He owns the house I live in. He owns the car I drive. And yes, he owns the gasoline in the pump down the road. He owns the water we drank and the air we breathe. It all belongs to him. Friend, I want you to understand, don't get ahead of him because God can do with it whatever he wants to do with it. It's his and not yours. What do we need to know about being blessed by greatness? We need to understand who the owner is. Another thing we need to know about being blessed by greatness is we need to understand who the recipients are. Recipients. Look at verse 12. Verse 12 and the Word says this, Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand is, is power to make great and to give strength to all. Thank God it's His power. Thank God it's His namesake. Thank God it's His glory. And thank God today we get to be the recipients of the blessings of Almighty God. The Word says that He has the power to, to both make rich and to honor. It comes from Him. He's the owner of it. He's the giver of strength. We, His people, are the recipients of His blessing. The book of Psalms chapter 5 verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, and you will surround him as with a shield. Come on. He wants to bless the righteous. But I submit to you the blessing and the favor of God is far from the wicked. How many believe that today? He's the giver of strength. He's the giver of power. He's the giver of honor. He's the giver of the, the anointing. He's the giver of all things. And we, the righteous of the Lord, are the recipients. How can we become the righteousness of the Lord? It's only done through a living, breathing, born-again relationship with the Son of Almighty God. The only way we qualify to be a recipient is through a relationship with the Father via the Son. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ came to save and to connect us back to the Father. How many would agree with your pastor this morning when I say there's no such thing as a self-made man? Come on, this is the story I'm getting to. Get back with me. Get in here. Get in. As I was preparing, I ran on to this story. Actually, I'd heard it before and, and I looked it up so I could go back to it. 
The story's about a group of scientists who decided that they had all the wisdom, that, that they were so smart, that they were so self-contained and, and so self-dependent that, that they really didn't need God anymore. In fact, they'd gotten to the place where they could make a man themselves. They didn't need God to create anything because they could create just like God created. And in fact, they were so sure of themselves and so boastful that, that they challenged God to a man-making competition. There's some women before that have challenged God to a man-making competition. I'll change him, Lord. I'll make him. You've tried to make him one thing, but I'll... Whole nother sermon. Glory. Challenge God to a man-making competition. And the Lord said, well, absolutely. I'll accept your challenge. And so the scientist said, listen, Lord, we're so smart. We can do it exactly like you did when you created Adam. And they bent over to the ground and they picked up a handful of dirt. And the Lord said, whoa, 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 wait just a second. You're going to have to supply your own dirt. How many understand that God owns all of it? All the way down to the dirt that we're made out of. And if God's the owner of all things, all the way down to the dirt that we're made out of, then friend, you have to understand, there is no such thing as a self-made man or a self-made woman. No one would have air, no one would have food, no one would have a house, nobody would have anything. We are simply the recipients of the favor and the blessings of Almighty God. The word we need to hear today is this. If everything belongs to God, He is the owner of all things. We would not have anything if He hadn't given it to us. Then we need to understand, we need to be very careful about what we do with what God's entrusted us with. He blesses us with physical things and spiritual things and emotional things. and He blesses us with life and life more abundantly. He blesses us with favor and He blesses us with prosperity. Wait just a minute now, preacher. Are you, are you turning into one of them prosperity preachers? Bless God, I pray I've always been a prosperity preacher. Because my God is a prosperity God, and His Word is a prosperity Word. He wants you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or shadow or turning. God places His gift for living in favor and blessing and provision, prosperity into our hands. The truth is we wouldn't have it if He hadn't given it to us. But I come back to what I said before. We have to be accountable for the things that God has blessed us with. God didn't bless you just so that you could be blessed. God didn't bless you with wisdom or anointing or talent or whatever you want to call it. God didn't bless you with the things that you've got in your hands just so that you could be blessed. I like to brag on people from time to time. And this morning there's a young lady that I don't brag on near enough. Emily, you're amazing. Yes, she You're amazing. Amen. That young lady can sing, and she can play the keyboard, she can play the piano, she can play a Kleenex box. 
This morning, I, I don't know the circumstances, but we have normally two different guys who can fill in for bass players, and neither one of those guys could be there this morning. And so they looked at Emily and said, Emily, could you play bass this morning? Did y'all notice Emily playing bass this morning? You're blessed, kid. You're blessed. I, I can play bass, ball. I don't even know if I could play baseball anymore or not. I could use that base to swing as a bat, maybe. I don't... Man, it's incredible. And the cool thing about Emily, God gave her all that talent. God gave her all that equipping. God gave her all that anointing. And she doesn't just bottle it up and say, I'll just bring it out on special occasions. She's a willing, humble servant of the Lord. God gives you what you got. You wouldn't have it had God not given it to you. Now, why not use it for His glory on a continual basis? Scripture I had written down comes from the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 38. Jesus speaks these words. He says, Give and it'll be given. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It'll be put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use it, it'll be measured back to you. And we like to quote that scripture when we're given a, a, an offering, a, a prayer for a, receiving the offering or taking the offering in. And we think about that scripture in a monetary manner. Give and it'll be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. If you give, God's going to give back to you. If you give your money, God's going to give back to you. And that's great. Hear me today. It's about a whole lot more than your paycheck. It's about a whole lot more than what you got in your wallet. It's about a whole lot more than monetary stuff. If we give, it'll be given back to us. Listen, you give the love that God has poured into you, and it'll be given back to you. I'm a tremendous believer in sowing and in reaping. And whatever you're putting out, whatever you're planting, whatever you're putting in the ground, friend, be assured someday it'll come back. If you're giving out good, if you're giving out love, if you're giving out compassion, if you're giving out the same sort of blessing with what God has blessed you with, then friend, I promise you this, you'll never outgive God in whatever blessing He's blessed you with. <laughs> blessed with a blessing. He blessed you to be a blessing. What do we need to know about being blessed by greatness? We need to know who the owner is. We need to know who the recipients are. And one more thing I want to share with you today. We need to understand being grateful. We need to understand gratitude. Look with me at verse 13. Verse 13, the Word of the Lord says, Now therefore, our God, we thank You and praise Your glorious name. Now therefore, our God, You own it, you gave it to us, and now we want to come back and say thank you and praise your glorious name. Man, what a grateful spirit. Amen. Pastor David starts out talking about the fact that, listen, we wouldn't have been able to give this offering to, to, to build this beautiful temple had God not given it to us first. God owns all of it. It all belongs to the Lord. Uh, it all came from Him. You wouldn't have your billfold today. You wouldn't have your purse today had God not given it to you. King David starts out talking to them about God being the owner of everything. 
And then King David went on to talk about uh, how uh, God placed it in our hands, how he entrusted it with us, and therefore uh, we must use it for his glory. We must use it for his namesake. It came from him. He's the owner of it. He gave it to us. And then the pastor named David paused and he said, listen, boys and girls, we need to stop just a minute and say thank you to God for all that he's done. Your pastor stands before you this morning to tell you today you wouldn't have anything if God not given it to you first to start with. You wouldn't have nothing, friend. Oh, pastor, I'm a self-made man. Oh, pastor, I, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Oh, pastor, I've worked hard all my life to have what I have. Friend, you wouldn't have blood coursing through your veins had God not put it there. Do you understand? You wouldn't have air in your lungs had God not put it there. You wouldn't have the muscles to get out of bed and go to work. You wouldn't have the wisdom to do anything you do had God not put it in your mind to begin with. He's the owner of all things. We're simply the recipients. We're simply the people who have received the blessing of the Lord. And we've received His blessing so that we might be a blessing. He put it to us so that He might get it through us. And now, now that we recognize and realize that that what he had, he gave to us so that we could bless other people, we need to pause just for a moment as a person. We need to pause just for a moment as a church. We need to pause just for a moment as a Sunday morning congregation and say, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Will you join me today in doing that? Let's just give him thanks one more time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your your protection. Thank you for your provision. Thank you, Lord God, for prosperity. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us going out and coming back in. Thank you, Lord. Now give him a hand clap of praise together. Come on. The Bible is very plain. It says that we're supposed to give thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks always for all things. Lord, thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for the pouring down rain. God, thank you when I'm blessed going out and thank you when I don't have anything. The Bible's very plain in the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of our God and Father in Christ Jesus for you. In everything, give thanks. Man, there's some things it's hard to give thanks for. There's some days it's hard to... When somebody you love passes away, somebody you've, you've lived with shoulder to shoulder and worked side by side with and raised kids with, and when you lose somebody, and your mommy or your daddy goes home to be with the Lord, it can be awful hard to be thankful. But do you understand that even in the most difficult days, even in the days when gasoline's approaching $5 a gallon. Thank you, Lord God, that you didn't call us or raise us in California. For more than one reason. There's always something to be thankful for. 
Diesel I saw the other day is somewhere around close to $5 a gallon. Brother Randy was talking about his, his son. His son has Randy's pickup truck borrowed right now. It's a diesel. What a great time to loan out a truck. Smart man. He said every time he was filling that truck up, it was $150. What does somebody do who works for a living who has diesel pickup trucks, who, who's running these big rigs up and down the road? Man, it's hard to give thanks when you're paying as much for a gallon of milk as for a gallon of gasoline, a loaf of bread, a can of corn. How do I give thanks in the midst of all that, Pastor? You give thanks that the God who loves you, the God who sent His only begotten Son to die for you, you give thanks that the one who, who sent the Comforter, the Counselor, the Paracletos, the Holy Spirit of Almighty God to live inside of you is still on the throne. It still all belongs to Him. And He still has the power. He still has the authority. He's still high and lifted up. And the train of His robe still fills the temple. How do I give thanks? You know, this thought hit my mind as I was putting this word together, and it, it's usually a thought that hits my mind around Thanksgiving time. You know, we always talk about gratitude and, and gratefulness and thankfulness around Thanksgiving time. That's just, you know, your, your focus and your emphasis as a pastor is to remind people, man, let's be thankful. It's Thanksgiving time. Friend, we've got to be thankful more, more than one time a year. We got to be thankful for more than the, the, the turkey and the cranberry and the, uh, the stuffing and, and the mashed potatoes and gravy. We've got to be thankful for more than one day a year. It ought to be the hallmark of every born again believer, this spirit of gratitude that flows through you. But here's the thought that hits my mind at Thanksgiving every year. If I woke up tomorrow morning only with the things that I'd given God thanks for today, what would I have? Would I have my wife? Was I, was I thankful for, for my helpmate? Was I thankful for the love of my life? Was I thankful for this woman who has dedicated her life and, and, and it stood by my shoulder uh, time and time again, who's, who's given me two beautiful daughters? Were I thankful for my two beautiful kids? Was I thankful for the ministry that he blessed me with? Was I thankful for, well, most of the people that I minister to? Was I thankful? Were you thankful? Go back, and, go back and rehearse what we just talked about. Go back and think about, replay it in your mind. God owns it. It all belongs to God. From the car you drove here today in, to the air and the tires. <laughs> it all belongs to God. And we wouldn't have it had He not given it to us. Now the very least I can do, the very minimum I can do, oh, I want to be a good steward of the thing that He's entrusted me with. I want to take care of it. I want to utilize it for the glory of His kingdom. But, but I also want to be reminded on a continual basis to come back and just say thank you. 
Does anybody else ever get offended or <laughs> disappointed when somebody's not grateful for something you do for them? A kind word that you speak to them or a compliment that you give? I've shared this story before, but I'll never forget. I gave a compliment to a, a keyboard player we had once upon a time in a different ministry in a different church. Much as I did with Emily today, I, I called this young lady out in the congregation and I said, man, you, you're, you're so good. You did such a great job playing the keyboard. I think my worship pastor was absent that day. He was sick and so she had to fill in that particular day. And that, man, I just built her up and patted her on the back and I said, man, you did great. Thank you so much. And, and she said, I know. It was the last compliment I gave her. I never said thank you to her again. I never gave her another compliment. Because if you're your own best, uh, you know, celebrator, if, if you're your own best friend, if you don't need anybody to give you compliments, if your head is already that big, how can you ever be grateful you know, when somebody says you did a good job or, or, or thank you for what you've done, the right response every time is, well, thank you. Thank you. Man, that's really nice of you. I, I think that those three men who prepared our breakfast this morning should know the gratitude of everybody who filled their bellies. Right? Because I got to tell you, they may say, man, nobody even said thank you. I ain't doing it again. They can go get McDonald's. And we don't support them anymore. <laughs> Chasing slips in there. I'm just going to tell you. He gets something every, at least two or three times a week. I'm... And the only reason I'm telling on him is because he don't ever bring nothing to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the staff that you blessed me with. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for friends. Thank you. Lord, these are the blessings that you brought into my life. Thank you for anointed people who stand on this platform and, and lead us into your presence, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a willing congregation to say amen. Thank you for a people who, who are passionate about worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for, for these incredible years that, that you blessed us. Lord, thank you that even on the, the stormy days, thank you that even through the hard times, you never left us, you never forsook us. Thank you, Lord, that you called us to live in America. Thank you, Lord, that, that we're not in the Ukraine today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we don't have to take up arms this morning and go defend our country. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we've got the freedom to lift our hands and shout from the, the rooftops your praise. Thank you, Lord. Lord, there's so many things. We could spend hour upon top of hour upon top of hour just simply giving you thanks because we have truly been blessed by your greatness. Please, with heads bowed, with eyes closed. My precious Father, 
the blesser of my mind and my body, the blesser of my spirit and my soul. Lord, I love you today. God, I thank you. I thank you so much. Thank you for for air in my lungs to preach your word. Thank you for the calling to do it. Thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit, Lord. There's so much to be thankful for. Lord, we've truly been blessed by your greatness. Lord, we work so hard and we strive so hard trying to get ahead when all the time if we just realize if we'd follow your leading, your blessing is at the end of it. Lord, speak to every heart in this room today. We can either be blessed by you or we can strive to be blessed by ourselves, but we'll never truly find it until we allow you to bless us. Lord, have your way right now, please. Leave nothing out, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Just for a moment. Miss Julie, come please to help you, Pastor. I love you guys. I'm grateful to be your pastor. I'm grateful to flow in the blessing that God has brought upon us as a body. I truly believe that we're living under an open heaven. I believe the blessings of God are are resting upon us as a people. Well, pastor, there's hard times going on. There's bad stuff happening. Yes, friend, I know. I see the news just like you do, but I also know the blessing of the Lord adds no sorrow. His blessing supersedes, goes beyond, is greater than anything the world could bring against us. When we've been blessed by God, truly, we've been blessed by greatness. If you're in this room this morning and you just would acknowledge and just realize because the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you right now. The Holy Spirit's been tugging at your heartstrings and and you'd confess that you need Jesus to save your soul. If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Him into your heart, but today you'd Say, yes, I need Jesus. Forgive me of sin. Make me brand new. Maybe you've strayed away. Maybe you're not living for Him. Maybe at one time you were as close as a whisper to the Lord, but but for whatever reason, something's happened and, and you know better than anybody else that your relationship's not where it should be. But you need Jesus to forgive you of your sin, to, to bring back that place of intimacy with Him. If you're here this morning and you need Jesus to save your soul, come on, would you lift your hand? I want to pray with you. Anywhere in this room, Pastor, that's me. I need Him. Amen, young lady. Amen, young lady. I see your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is there anybody else today? Pastor, I need Jesus. Amen, buddy. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, amen. Both of you. All three of you. Oh, I've been praying. Oh, I've been praying. Oh, thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Congregation, stand with me today, please. Can I ask a favor of you, please? I know it's not always easy, and I know it's not always comfortable, and maybe, maybe it's awkward, and, and it. But there's something specifically special. I know I've said before that you don't have to come to the front to get saved, and friend, you don't. You can pray right there where you're at and be just as saved as anybody. The Bible doesn't say you must walk an aisle, you must shake hands with. No, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't. It says you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. His life, His death, His resurrection, that's the source of salvation. But here's the dealio. There's something, there's something memorialized. There's something special. There's something that happens when you make the effort to get out of your pew, get out of your seat, and walk to the front of a church to bend your knees, to have people gather around you and pray with you and just say a, a simple prayer of dedication unto God. There's something special about that. So I'm going to ask you today, I'm going to invite the congregation to come. And I promise you, if you're one of those who lifted your hand, saying that you need to accept Christ. There will be people gather around you and pray with you and, and they won't embarrass you or make you uncomfortable. They just love you, friend. Thank you. But congregation, I have an altar call for you today as well. If you desire to abide in the blessing of the Lord and to be, to have the understanding that that it's not you, but it's Him. And He can do with it what He pleases. And so we need to be thankful for whatever it is He's blessed us with. I want to invite you to pray today as well. And these that are going to come here in a moment to accept Christ, they'll be comfortable in coming when you come. And so I invite you today as a congregation, if you lifted your hand to accept Christ or, or you're here today and you'd say, Man, Pastor, I just want to pray and give God thanks for the blessing that He's blessed me with. I want to invite you today to come and find your place across the front of this church. Please don't leave. Please don't go home yet. Please come. Let's pray. God bless you as you pray.
make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. favor be upon you 
You're so amazing. You're so great. And when we're blessed by you, God, we are truly blessed by greatness. God, I speak your protection, your provision, your blessing. God, yes, your prosperity over every life, over every heart, over every soul. God, under the sound of my voice this day, Lord, abide with them. Go before them. Bless the things that they lay their hands to do for your glory. And God, may we be quick to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing. Thank you, Lord, for your help. Thank you, Lord, for the hope we find in you. Lord, I pray that you'd guard over us this day and bring us back together tonight. That we might gather once more to praise your name. God, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. God bless you.